0: Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I have had the privilege of meeting a number of individuals that have shared fascinating stories from their experiences in the pre-COVID, COVID, and now in the expanded COVID period. Out of 220 podcasts to date, many of my guests have highlighted their commitment to help a variety of charitable and social impact agencies. Examples of two such organizations that have recently stood out to me include First, the In From The Cold charity that Abir and Aya Al-Qadri from A to Z Liquidation support. They were my guests on episode 220. Second, the Brown Bagging for Calgary's Kids is just one charity that Matthew Andrade and his family business, Gentleman Rogue, are supporting. Matthew was my guest on episode 200. Take the time to consider donating to either one or both of these organizations. Brown bagging for Calgary kids can be found at bbck4.org and In From The Cold has a unique website, onesmallgift.ca. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe.
1: Yassine. Good afternoon, Alan. Hi, how are you? Wonderful! Welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. Thank you. I've been I've been in real life, and now I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm over there on, on a podcast. Thank you. Thanks for the invite, Alan.
0: Have you Have you been to Calgary then? So let's just be clear. You have.
1: I did. You and I have a lot in common. I also worked in the oil and gas industry, um, and so I used to come to Calgary. Uh, When I was representing a Romanian manufacturer, um, and and I had the Canadian Ah. market as a mandate, yes.
0: Nice, nice. So that, well, we we can talk about your past, but let's talk about the current and some of the things you've done recently, which is, you know, I think you and I talked offline, but -hmm. I wanted to make, I wanted to get some housework here, housekeeping in in order. This is episode number 202, 202, and I I forgot my Arabic, so we're not going to, this won't be an Arabic uh, podcast, but... Yeah, Introduce yourself and tell us uh, a little bit about the things you're working. Because I know there's some. Maybe I'll just preface it with you've done some COVID work, some coaching work, and some private equity
1: work. So I'm going to give you that lead-in. Okay, so let let's start where it all started. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So um, um, I I left I left to Dubai where I grew up to see family, Um, and when I came back, it was COVID time, and very quickly. On the first day in my hotel room, um, you know, being self-isolating, um, I receive a call and they told me that my project was terminated with General Motors. Um, right. And so, and so, you know, instead of breaking down, because I told you at the personal level, I, I just had a kid two weeks before. And, you know, you, you can't just lose your your, your job. I'm, I'm, I'm a new immigrant. And, and you know, the... A lot of challenges come come with that, and so instead of breaking down, I started a fundraiser online, and uh, and the goal was to, uh, you know, try to make a positive impact, um, you know, and and try to show that you know even even someone who's stuck at at the hotel room, who's yeah. helpless helpless with himself, can still help, you know. Can, but so can what was say- that? Cause
0: let's let's go back because the fundraising was for what was that for? It was a COVID related.
1: Correct. Well, what 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 was the what what
0: struck you on that? Because you you and I talked a little bit offline. That's what, right. What was what what uh, inspired you to and who it was for? Let's go. Let's go from there.
1: That's good. So so um, uh, offline, I told you also that in the beginning, I also was t- tested positive, and so. Oh feeling, okay. Yeah, okay. F- you know, feeling feeling the pain of of those who are going through it. Um, yeah. I decided that uh, that uh, that I, I I needed to help, and so. Um, I, I looked at my country of origin, where I was born, Algeria, North Africa, and I saw that you know it, it was really a difficult time for them. I mean, um, I know it's difficult for everybody, but you know, at different standards, some 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 of them really were were you know there was a mask shared for ten people, and it, it was really getting dangerous. So yeah, I, I decided to at least with my voice try to try to you know, work on aware, awareness, people, right. you know, help people understand the real danger here that people can really lose people that are, that are, that are close to the From the heart. COVID, yeah,
0: from COVID. Because you, you had COVID, you said you tested
1: positive.
0: I mean, how long did you, did you suffer? Did you take drugs, some medication? What was the, what was the outcome for you? I mean, obviously we're talking, that was eight months ago.
1: Correct. That's yeah. to be to be precise. Nine months ago. Correct. Yeah. Um. So I did not suffer um as 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 much as I thought I would. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd say. Um. But but I think that comes with with the price of me having maybe a healthy life. That's that's what I at least try to maintain. So I work out daily basis. Sure. Uh. You know. You know. I I I don't drink for years now. I don't smoke cigarettes for years, and so. Um, I think I think I, I had some pain, it felt like a stronger flu and, yes and, and and it really beat me down to sleep for three days, um, because it was really tiring to the body, and I guess because the body was trying to fight back the virus right, right? that's right um, but other than that uh the only the only thing that was that was surprising is i lost the, the, the I lost smell and taste, that was different. That seems to be um, common that uh, you, you hear
0: that that people yeah. lost the taste and some of the smell but this is you are at 100 this is your this is the 101st podcast i've done mm-hmm. since covid and you were the first i don't want to call it a victim but you're the first one literally uh, you're the first fighter <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful well no look i'm glad you're here so but let's talk about the the initiatives with algeria and how did that uh, you know some more let's go on on that one because it's really fascinating
1: yes so being stuck in my hotel room all i had was you know a couple of pieces of technology, a laptop, a couple of cell phones, yeah, and I, you know playing on social media, which is something I lost doing in in years because i, I you know I got into the corporate world, sure, and you're so busy with <laughs> responding to emails you, you know you lose track of how fast technology is moving, so I just literally played with Facebook for thirty minutes, I found out how to create a fundraiser sure um I called my bank they they advised you know, how I should run the operation. And I created a fundraiser and, you know, literally just like the initiative you are doing, Alan, I started doing live videos on Facebook and calling people saying, hey, this is the idea. Uh, We want to order masks and we want to ship them to Algeria and distribute them to the doctors. And um, at that point, we, you know, Algeria had lost two of the most important doctors in that field. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, and the thing is, like, is that you're listening to some of the different, uh, during, in Africa, certain nations in Africa, and I know Nigeria, Algeria is at the top of Africa there, but literally, they, they had only a handful of doctors, and when they got sick, hmm. that really impacted their intake, their ability to take new patients on, because they didn't have doctors to, uh, to handle. That was one of the big problems in, in a lot of countries around the ro- globe, and rural hmm. you know, hospitals and so forth, yeah.
1: Wow. And so, and so we, we had, I mean, I I told you, like, I'll I'll be very honest with you. The day, the day I started the fundraiser, I was thinking to myself, Hey man, a simple guy like you, what kind of difference are you going to make? Nothing probably. Yeah. And then, and then literally I I put it out there. I put my first live video. I went to sleep. I prayed and I went to sleep. And the next day you wake up, you'd be like magic. Oh my God. There was, there was already $2,000 and Did you
0: use like a GoFundMe or what did you, did you have a, a, how did you, you know, what was the, the, how did people make the commitments, not commitments, or when they made a donation, did they go to the bank account? How did that work?
1: So, you know, when, when I first started, the option only was available on Facebook. They had, they had, they had an integrated uh, fundraising solution through Facebook. So they they take an interest rate and they help you, you know promoted um you know less less expensive obviously when you use your own network sure um and then and then slowly with time i obviously had to create go fund me because it went viral alan i went on tv for the first time in my life the virus the <laughs> virus went viral isn't that so the vi- the that's virus right well. that's right and uh, and i guess i found myself a new job like um i did it i did it for for a humanitarian project and sure. then now now I ended up doing it at the corporate world because I have that corporate um, experience and most of my experience is in sales and business development. Sure. And so it was, you know, my next step is I fell. I would say I fell on my faith because I reconnected with my past. And so uh, my really close friends, uh, some of them work for the royal families in Abu Dhabi, Al Nahyan family office. And they started their own capital venture uh, company. And one of the services we offer is capital raising for, for startups and, you know, all of the levels to help them, you know, flourish. Right. And it was really natural for me to, to, to quickly grab the opportunity and turn those sales skills into capital raising. Um,
0: so that I mean, that's a pivot now. So let, we're talking about that because I think I lived for nearly 10 years, but seven in, um, in Dubai Mm-hmm. And I'm very, Al Nahyan family, I'm very familiar with that, you know, that sort of those circles. And that, that's not easy for startups to, to penetrate or get that, that you know, what you can call it the veil, but it's really, that's not an easy area for, for startups to get into. What do you suggest? And maybe you want to share some of that with some of my listeners because some of my, my listeners are probably the startups out there that are looking yeah. for fundraising.
1: So what, maybe you can walk us through that. Walk me, or walk one, you know, people through that. So, so let me let me tell you. So the way I pivoted from 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 humanitarian yeah. fundraising, which I still do, by the way, I love it. It makes me feel good. I sleep better. I wake up better. I feel I have a reason. Um, and 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 you know that motivated me to create my own company, which which is you know it coach business solution. Um, and it's it's uh, you no. know even though it states coach business solution but it's a consulting firm yeah. that also uh, offers consulting services um, and so what whatever do not you know qualify for the bigger cr- group I work for I I entertain it myself so sure once once I started the company that looked like an incubator, the private investment group offered me to lead their operations in North America nice and. With the aim to get deal flow, because we all know the best technology and some of the some of the some of the some of the companies that will end up being, um, um, you know, what they call it—the one of a kind. They're called uh, um, how do you call them? Um, <laughs> oh my God, we, 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 we repeat it so much. Sometimes we we forget the words. Um, unicorns.
0: Oh, the um, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah! So yeah, to find that next unicorn, right? Like, yeah. it's 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 companies coming. You know, the decacorn now is a the new term. Was decacorn, or huh. you know, it's it's a crazy because they're just ten times the multiples. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot. And, and Lily, I just posted this morning on uh, a unicorn out of uh, out of I think Vancouver and San Francisco, and it's yeah, they're just they're they're all over the landscape these days. So I think you, they're going to find a new name at some point because there's just too many unicorns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: but that's the goal right That's a goal with a, with any any v c or private equity or you know, they want to find that unicorn so how that's do you right. find a unicorn roaming about the fields? How do you find that unicorn
1: that's right so so you know let's go back and answer your first question. I just gave it a little bit of a background sure. to to clear you know the bigger picture but so what 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 can I tell my fellow Canadians that want to expand Let's call it that way not only the startups but but you know what what i am trying to build with the private investment group is is a bridge um between the two economies our ecosystem over there um which is which is great a great value to 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 our fellow canadians and american entrepreneurs and businesses um so we are a service that can be used obviously we are going to be a paid service but 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 there is nothing that can beat networking and relationship building Alan. I don't know do you agree with that?
0: Well I mean I, I hear that a lot and I've heard that a lot during you know during covid and you know because of the the, the differences of not flying to Toronto or New York or London you know now VCs are, are relying on Zoom call. So the relationship is very important to to set up that Zoom call. And I I I, I can't say cuz I lived in the Middle East and there was very all about sitting in the majlis, right? so yeah. what did they do during COVID and what are they doing? Are they sitting, they can't
1: sit in the majlis if social distancing doesn't allow it. So, you know, you took me, you took me a few years back and I guess it wasn't a coincidence <laughs> why I'm here. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause I, I ended up in the majlis growing up there naturally. Um, well, for the benefit but, of the
0: listeners, that's, in, and I'll just give you my interpretation. It's a meeting room. It's a place of meeting and it's very important in a, in a, you know, I guess in the Middle East or Muslim, right. That, that, that meet, place of meeting, right so homes literally all over Qatar i didn't notice this when I was in middle in uh, Dubai, but they all have that they have a home plus this little majlis attached to the home it's insane it's like a brown hut almost yeah. you know and that's incredible, so maybe you can give a better interpretation, but that's how I saw it the majlis
1: so, th- 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 that's correct you know and 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 most of the time during i would say the majlis operating hours. The, most of the time, it's around business, so yeah. people are are welcome to the majlis which is attached to home as a sign of trust, as a sign of yeah, as a sign of giving, as a sign of openness to tell you, hey, listen, look, we're welcoming you, and that's how that's how their countries were built. You, you've lived there enough to know that they're open to. They're really, really. God, open that's to a lot. Your,
0: if you yeah. want to do business, I mean, I you know. You don't come in and try to get let's get it done. It's like you said, you have some tea. Yeah. And, there's, you know, and it's a process. It can take two, three hours. At the end of it, you're like, Did I, are we ever going to get business done? And I, I didn't get to that point because I wasn't really doing business in the Middle East. But I lived there for a long time. Yeah. So that's interesting because the <laughs> Middle East is that you need to spend time.
1: You need to be that, prepared to spend time. Well, you know what? Even though I grew up there, there was, yeah. times, there was times where I also asked myself a question. I was like, hey, am I, am I wasting time? Yeah. But but it's a trust-building process. So let me let me let me say something. Let's let's exchange shoes a little bit. W- <laughs> you know what? What if, what if you so you, what you what you have realized? What you have probably seen is that in the majlis the leader is the guy that sits in the corner, correct? And then you have everyone else sitting around the room, not in the middle of the room.
0: That's funny you say that. You're right. <laughs> You're right because I never. I mean. There's this, and there was always that person I looked to. The, the, and I I'm, and I'm, couldn't put my hat on to the meetings I'd be in. Someone would always pipe up in the middle or the corner. And that was the, yeah, the more figurehead. It depends on the, the company, of course. You know, it yeah. depends if there's a company structure or, but yeah, it wasn't always the obvious figure. The obvious leader was
1: not always the obvious leader. Yeah. Yeah. Or is not yeah. the leader, yeah. Yeah. And so and so they go one by one and everybody's proposing projects and everybody's right. asking for capital and everybody's asking for favors and yeah. help and and so on. So it's 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 I think I think it's very normal for someone it, it's 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 almost like allocation management but with the touch of their culture. You right. know they, they kind of have to talk to everyone and then revise it with everyone and then talk to it again. And then, and then, and then all I'm saying is if you talk to 20 new people every day, and so let me, let me, let me, let me bring you another memory, Alan. Okay. The medalless <laughs> is open to the guests every uh, Tuesday and Thursday where they offer coffee, dinners right. and so on. Right. And, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. Yes. The relationship building process is very important because these guys meet on a weekly basis more than 100 new entrepreneurs, new businesses, new requests and so on. So, yes, you got to stick in there until they remember you. So,
0: the networking is <laughs> important, but if you're not tapped into the network, what do people do? So, let's, you know, because that that some some startups need funding or they need mm-hmm. to, you know, to go to the next level, the scale. So, how do startups penetrate that veil or get through, you know, speed up I mean maybe that's Correct. not the word is but how do you, how do they get into that network? How do they foster those relationships and that trust and, and that, that's probably maybe we get into we segue into your work as a coach and coaching people on that process, startups
1: on that process. Correct. So so I, I don't I don't mean to sound like I'm pushing for my service, but that's the <laughs> but literally that's the problem we that, that we're trying to solve here. Um, You know, it's either you invest your own money, time and energy and you go there and you stand in the line and you stand in the queue and whether, (laughs) you know, whether whether you go for a drink to a bar later on and you get to know someone who will open a door for you, you know, that happens in Dubai very quickly. Or, um, you know, the solution we're providing is we're coming to North America. That's the whole idea. We, We are here. Um, we, you know, we work on mandates from sovereign funds like Adio, Adia, Saudi Ministries. Uh, yeah, I know
0: Adia. That's Abu Dhabi Investment Authority. I know that. Yeah. yeah. So, so the
1: owner of, you know, one of one of the shareholders of our company, the private investment group, is the founder of Adia.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that that level of, uh, tr- but there's a trust there. Yeah. So, and it's it's they rely. Upon, not, I'm just saying you, but in general. This is like we're talking family office. Adia right. might be a public kind of, but we're talking a lot of the companies there are family office. And That's this right. is very important. I think this is important for startups, um, you know, because family, as I understand, I don't, maybe the differences in the Middle East are different than than family offices in, in Canada, in North America. They're typically looking for return. They're looking for cash flow. But startups don't necessarily have that yet. They need the seed. And I think going to your, you know, maybe your, you can you can walk us through that. How do you bridge, or if the family office is looking for cash flow, how do you bridge that gap? Like, what do they, how can you convince them they should invest in a startup that is seed, which is many months, probably even a year or longer away from revenues?
1: Okay. So, um, do you have, do you have, do you have a, a name that you remember, for example, from the UAE of, of, of a family that owns that that could be a potential investor to anyone, like Altair. Do you remember Alpha Time, for example? Well,
0: of course, Alpha Tain Group, Altair. It's, uh, the, yeah. you know, they the, they run the um, the uh, the Rolls Royce, no, uh, the not Rolls Royce, the um, gosh, the Land Rover
1: Range Rover. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, both of them are in the automotive uh, sector. Let's let's use Alpha Tain as an example oh, because
0: Alpha Tain is yeah, Alpha Tain's Toyota. <laughs> Altair is the uh, Range Rovers. Yeah,
1: correct. So they own multiple multiple number of brands. And oh, yeah. not only not only brands. So let me tell you a little bit about what else they do. Al Time, for example, is huge in construction and in oil and gas and That's and, right. and, and yep. real estate development. He owns yes. some of the biggest malls in the world. Um, and so and so that gives him a huge leverage into the retail, into market expansion. You know well, they, control, yeah, they, have the,
0: they control the distribution of a much, a lot of products, and they control that for almost a lifetime. as I understood, those family distribution networks they, it's, it's pretty much ingrained. If you're going to bring in shampoos or you're going to bring in jewelry, you go to one or two family groups that control that area yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
1: and, and okay and, and to, to, to give you another to, to give you another you know, perspective of the answer, I'll tell you this. Yeah. Let's look at Dubai 35 or 40 years ago. What was it? Well, like? it's
0: only 40, the country's only 40 years
1: old, right? That's right. They just celebrated 43rd or whatever it was mm-hmm. recently. So yeah, it's not, okay. it's a very young, very young country. So what was it before? Pure sand. And you've seen a lot of it when you were there?
0: Well, there's sand difference! <laughs> sand gets, sand gets in your shoes uh-huh. uh, and it gets into your uh, documents and your computer. And the, but
1: yeah. You're right. It's a very young country. And so what, what's happening is when, when they bring... So the way, the way that the startups should, 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 should pitch when they're in front of uh, an investor like that is, yeah. you know, these people were startups in the first place. Dubai, yes. Dubai is a startup. And, um, and, and it has always marketed itself as the center and, and the business hub and the ecosystem of the region. Right. That's a good
0: that's a good way now it's a good way to look at it. It's a really good it's a very good way to look at it because I think that's a lot of people forget that or they don't even think realize that.
1: So I've I've watched it. I've watched it. You know, you know when I go to Dubai now, I go to places that when I was young, I'm like, my God, there was nothing there. There was like, that, like sure. We, we would think you would die if you go there because there was n- literally no water. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and so, yeah, these, these, most of these people are startups. You know, let me, let me give you another big name. Al Abbar, example. Al Abbar is the CEO of Imar, the biggest developer in, in the Which UAE. One? Which company? Imar. Oh, Imar. Yeah, Emar. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so he is a startup, you know. If if you know, if you sit in front of him and you listen to to him, which is a big skill to have, listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what was that? Yeah. No, <laughs> um, and, and you listen to him, you realize he thinks like a startup because he is one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, so the seed. But this, I mean, this, I, I get it. I mean, the Series A, as I'm looking to your website, and you, and you, the private investment group, and you, the mandate says Seed to uh, Series C. So that's a, that's a wide range because Series A and B and C, the, you're already hiring people, you have revenue. But Seed is, is you know, as, is, as you said, it's a startup. It's an idea almost. A
1: lot of times it's an idea. So let me, let me explain that part a little bit. So what we, what, the, way, the way we see things is, you know, as the, as the country has developed and um, – I'll, I'll put, I'll put my name out there. I mean, I'll be honest to God that when I first thought of moving to North America, I I really, I really was convinced that it was going to be a a bigger challenge than, than what it actually is. But, but it was easier for me to adapt because I moved from Dubai because the standards are, if not sometimes, you know, better because not, not only because, not because they're experts, but because they're new. You know they—they they, yeah. they built everything from zero, so everything is new, and they chose what works. So, so what—what what am I trying to say? Um, the seed level ground is mainly on local investment. So, you know, local startups that we can help expand to North America. So, I—I I, I have some local companies. Um, You're talking about local in the Middle East,
0: correct? Or UAE, yeah, okay, correct. Because ironically, and I don't know if you know but I had re- recently the CEO or the founder of Privity Group and uh, Slim Hassan was on the podcast just recently. And Sleem, he said his, they recently, he's been there for, I don't know how many years in, in Dubai, but recently his first time investing in a UAE company versus, you know, he was living there. He's not a UAE national, but mm-hmm. he's, he's, most of his investments have been outside of the UAE. And more recently now he's getting more attention and it's paying more attention to some of the startups, so that landscape is changing. For that seed, you know, that startup ecosystem in 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 Dubai is really almost
1: more fertile now than it was you know, when I was there. Guess what? Um, my next location for Coach Business Solution is Dubai.
0: Yeah,
1: because because you know you, you've seen the diversity. It can only it can only. It can only turn, you know, all those resources into gold. You know that. The Diversity has always done that.
0: So, you know what, Yasin, and I, I'm glad we're just chatting because this is just really a, just a good chat. But yeah. one thing that's different now than it was 10 years ago and it's going to be in 10 years from now is that the young have grown up and it's Indian nationals. They went, they've educated the, the, the locals, the Emiratis. People are educated and they've spent, you know, the lifetime in the UAE and they're suddenly young professionals and that will take off in terms of that startup ecosystem. I mean, when I was there, people talk about blockchain, but they were usually the fly-in, you know, the fly-in types. And you probably heard that when I think of the family office, I think of Rotosi, Rotosi, or this Italian guy, mm-hmm. and he flies in with the gold and, and trinkets, and he's bringing the family office together. They spend millions on, uh, you know, promotion. But that's not, you know, people can't penetrate. The startups can't penetrate that. But the startups that are real startups – I don't mean like the, you said, the founders from 40 years ago. I'm talking about the kids that are growing up, have grown up in Dubai and are now hitting that 23, 24, 25, whatever it is level. Mm-hmm. They're coders. They're, you know, making, you know, they're making, there's lunch on, maybe you heard of lunch on, but the, I mean, I'm just, I'm taking a handful mm-hmm. of things, but that's going to drive the next 10 years. And I, I hear what you're saying, coach, because the coach, you need to get in there on the bench. We need to mm-hmm. pull the team. You know, you need to find the teams. Yeah, to coach. I love that. Bring the best
1: out of them. They they have yeah. it. They have it. I don't give it to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You're right. Okay. So the are they are they investing? The, are they looking to invest in Canada? The group, the private investment group. Are they looking to invest in Canada, or is it still really early days?
1: So just, just to clarify, uh, you know, as much as much as you know, as we're very active players in the capital race, but we offer that as a service. We 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 do make investments so we make allocations yeah. when the project really interests us and it fits uh, with our growth strategies. But sure. but but we we do not necessarily have our own fund. We partner up with funds. So we represent yeah. clients. Um, yeah. and then and then if the fund sounds interesting obviously we, we take part of it. But no we're not we're not we're not there allocating our own money. We're more of a sure. matchmaker. So we, we sure. take your profile. Um, as a matter of fact, we have a way shorter process than anybody anybody in the industry, I think, because we have a three-month process and we believe that's what it takes. If, if, if more than three months, then we're probably wasting time because there are just a bunch of people that can really help you penetrate an industry in a certain geographical area.
0: Yeah. You know, I had like literally the last four podcasts before you, all different groups. And I'll just give you the, I'll give you the name. You can go look at them yourself, but wait. Well, Shannon, uh, Vander Mielen, she started, they started this company with an app to when you're waiting in line and you just need, you know, you need a notification. So they're using SMS notification, but I just think of this in Dubai, you know, in the malls you're waiting in Dubai, you know, it's, it's constantly, there's always some, there was always a wait. You know, wait lines. So that that would you know, that would play well in the Middle East, but bode Canada the real estate putting it in hands. There it's a tech tech startup, putting it in hands of the buyer and seller, creating a, an ecosystem. Real estate is really big in the Middle East. The next one, Gentleman rogue. Uh, you know, I had uh, Matthew on. He's a he's an investment banker, but he's now into you know this fashion, uh, c- creating this unique experience in the fashion industry. You know, again. It's very big in the Middle East. And the final one, this is goes to your COVID. You know, I had the Tesser Technology team on, and you know, the 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 founder there, the you know, he, Phil Alley, and he's literally taking PPE equipment. He talked about your time in Algeria with face masks. He says we can. This is a UV UV injection, and within sixty seconds, that'll be clean. The N95 mask will be clean. So, all four of them are different. Different uh, demographics, different uh, project uh, segments, but I'm like, wow, that fits. They could all sit in, in the Middle East, you know, in, in one way, shape, or form. I just I had to throw it in there because it's like, it hits everything. But they're here in they're here in Calgary. All of them are in Calgary.
1: Okay, so so <laughs> you know, I, I invite them. I invite them to 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 not only explore our services, but other companies yeah. that may may have a better uh, offering. Uh, what we do um, is literally we take you, we look at we look at your deck, we analyze it, and 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 we work internally to to align you with the you know the strategic partners that make sense the most, and yeah. they have man they have given us mandates um, sure. to you know with with numbers basically committed 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 numbers. Um, that they'll be making investments like from from now until end of year or so, and 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 we invite we invite we filter we look at who who makes most sense to the region because we know them and we uh, we have these mandates updated all the time. Sure. Um, and then matchmaking. It's like you know there is no there is no better way. Even and on top of that, I think for some it may sound fun. It's like speed dating, like you you better be prepared to be as as sharp as possible but
0: this see I, this is exactly my point i listened it was 2 days ago yasin it's like we're hitting on this thing it was it, i had that thought about the speed dating mm-hmm. there was a pitch deck it was called the P- vc pitch night mm-hmm. and it was a uh, startup startup tnt in uh, edmonton and it was literally 8 or 9 vcs they had 2 minutes to present and it was like speed dating now there wasn't the i don't know who's on the other side i was in the zoom call cuz i just you know but it was just a presentation, but that's it. Both parties, that, that's probably something that needs to be done. So the, pit, the VCs pitch theirs for two minutes, and then the startups pitch for two minutes, and that, like they, they can mix and match. Yeah, so I, I like that. I like what you so, said about that.
1: So, so I'll tell you, that's, that, that's, not, that's not precisely what we do. We, we, <laughs> we do, in our conversations, because it's, it's, it's really high level, it's with the decision maker, uh, we give the liberty yep. of time, whatever it takes, um, um, because both of them are, are are coming into the call with the appetite. All what we're doing is we're filtering all the networking process. We've done that. We build the trust. We do that. We put you, um, we we put you in an environment where where if if it clicks, then it's it's really up to you and and and, and the allocator. Um,
0: but you've got see, you have a, you're in a unique position to bridge the gap between East and West. Because people aren't gonna, for the next few months or whatever it is, they're not going to be able to fly mm-hmm. and travel. So you know that maybe, maybe for the Abu Dhabi team or the you know the team out in the in, in Middle East, maybe there's a Zoom thing where they can tell their story, what they're looking for. And I'm just giving you the you know the ideas from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Is you know there's Jeffrey Potvin out of Toronto. He's he's running his uh, Open People Network and two minute pitches. So he's doing it's P to E, it's E to E, entrepreneur, to entrepreneur two minute pitches. And in it, within one hour, 20, 20 uh, different uh, startups get to pitch. And I think, you know, one of my guests on the podcast, she was in that, uh, you know, for the Shish OT. And she was on that uh, Jeffrey Potfans group. But I'm saying maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe we get uh, some of them on the podcast. Maybe, you know, and I'm talking about your founders, not your founders. I'm talking about your investors in, in, in the reverse pitch where they start pitching what they're looking for. And they do a series of podcasts and maybe, you know, you can do this. You can run mm-hmm. it yourself. But like a reverse pitch where they pitch out and say, hey, this is what we're looking for. Whether it's in the Middle East, you know, and, and f- finding f- startups in, in Saudi, finding startups in Bahrain or in Qatar. Well, maybe not Qatar because they're a bit of a still working on that relationship. But, you know, Kuwaitis,
1: Omanis, they're very industrious as well. So uh, to, te- to, 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 get, to let you know, we do our Mondays, mandates Mondays. Mondays. Um, yeah we're we're pretty active on linkedin um we we were approved a beta version of the linkedin live which were, yeah. we're which we're very lucky so we have our 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 head of uh, business development o b um coming in every monday talking about the mandates and what what could be a hot um a hot opportunity um and, yeah. and 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 you know we we have a team of uh, ambassadors as well as uh, a lot of ambassadors you know internationally helping us uh, you know connect uh, directly with with these startups and these capital yeah. seekers um, to 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 but that yeah. so I understand that so the, if the, the the startups
0: themselves are going to pitch but I mean with if they're influxed with a lot of uh, pitch decks and reverse you know not, no, pitch decks. They themselves can, can they absorb all that you know the mandates, and so to go through them, or they just get a lot of mandates that are irrelevant to their to their what they're looking for. And may, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is the VCs themselves, your your investors, some kind of a, of a pitch, and whether maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a presentation where they pitch pitch out. You know, it's a reverse pitch where they say, "Here's what we're looking for," and then they invite people on within their group. Yeah. To talk about you know this is how I, I I I'm just bouncing ideas here. I'm not saying you have to do that.
1: No, and 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 I'll, I love that because and and I think we should have more of those because we do have the same way the majlis exists in every home over there. Yeah, we have our own digital majlis. Um <laughs> yeah. Bring it out, yeah.
0: Bring do it from the and chat yeah. with the you know if it's in Arabic you do a little bit of translation and uh, you know uh, you know Sheikh Allah or whoever and say. He's, this is what he's looking for if he's going to invest and he speaks. And then the next week is, another you know, you you take another family office because it's always the other way where they all meet and they all talk family office to family office, like that Ritoso family office thing. But I'm like, you have to get invited. It's a special thing. But now, you know, maybe instead of wasting their time, look, this is the three things we want. We want founders in this area, FinTech. We want founders that are doing work in deep tech or f- food delivery like Telabot. you know? Yeah.
1: So, so that's, that's what, that's, what's really happening. We are our, their channel of communication. Cause yeah. for example, on, on, on our digital majlis we have, we have, um, we have a lot of, so, so basically the private investment group has a lot of partnerships with government uh, entities, which hold, yeah. you know, huge capital arms, uh, we use FDI and Adio as, as an example. Um, they have, they have speakers coming into our digital majlis list and speak out uh, about the mandate. So, um, like for example, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got you, you, certain ways of doing it. I'm just, I'm thinking of the actual voice coming from them themselves and, and say, here's, here's what we're doing. You yeah. know, cause you know, these, 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 some of that can be very convoluted and complicated, when speakers come in, they're just generally speaking. But if if I was you know Adia, mm-hmm. or if I was uh, you know some of these the Mubadala, you know Mubadala's they just I just saw them invest in some you know some startup in Vancouver, New York. I mean, how do these you know these they're, they're, those startups are finding them? it's the other way around you know and oil you know they they're, they used to be big in oil and gas but it seems like they've they've invested in other areas
1: now so and and, and the family offices are doing the same because yeah. uh, as you know as you know their capital is coming from either real like real estate or oil and gas and yeah, and that's right. for the first time we see um, the wealth going into the second generation and they they are, as you said, educated in a different way, and uh, now they're looking to diversify. So, it, it, it's 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 really is the, the perfect timing to go and explore uh, investment opportunities. But sometimes, so go back to your point hmm. of the relationship, and I'm just going
0: to go. You know, the the when Qatar Investment Authority in, in, invested a billion or half a billion in SoFi, mm-hmm. you know, the big uh, the big fintech play out of the, you know San Francisco. You don't if you look really deep, you can see. Well, the guy, you know, the, the, there was some relationship from Goldman Sachs or whatever. But, that you know, not everyone's going to have that relationship or the, the bread, you know, going to Stanford or Harvard. Those relationships, you can't, you know, can't penetrate that. But if a startup who's meeting their mandate for whatever they're looking for doesn't know about it and they don't have those relationships, it'll get lost. And I'm just I'm not, you know, I guess I'm speaking for the little guy. You know what I mean? It's like the little guy meaning the startup who doesn't have that that pedigree
1: that's right, from the that's, big right. Guy. that's right that's yeah. right you know I, I, you know as you were talking um i have i have i have one of one of the one of the founders of a startup uh, someone came into my mind right away, and i remember him um he just he just found a way to to stand out and and, and what am i saying i mean it's not a game for the little guys uh, alan let's 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 be honest you know maybe maybe the little guys as 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 a way to enter the market but as as an attitude they don't want to see the, the little guy never right um, and so and so if you find a way to stand out i have seen i've seen a person um, attract attention at, at, at the door of one of the events i'll be I'll, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and i you know i remember him every time every time i think of, of someone who can't pitch it's because you know he wanted it, and in his mind he knew he was going to get it and yeah. and he didn 't see himself as as a small startup anymore. Um, he saw himself actually as a partner, and he saw himself yeah. as bringing value now now the only thing i wanna, i want to I you know personally <laughs> clarify is don't don't get yeah. lost don't get lost trying to convince people about your ideas and dreams, you know rather speak about the value because because you know as as a founder as a founder our passion is yeah. becomes the product you know if you know the product may reflect um our 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 passion right but but right, the investor right. does not necessarily want to see that he wants to see the value what are you bringing to him and i yeah, think yeah. i think that's what needs to be really highlighted in the pitch rather than um you know
0: I like that no the value Looking for that value, so it's I guess that would be a strong message to startups and making sure you can demonstrate the value to a potential investor. So, but again, what is what's valuable to one investor is different for another investor. What they what they value, whether it's ESG, you know, whether it's tech or deep tech and artificial intelligence, whether it's you know fintech or real estate. You know what I'm saying? Property tech, you know, new tech. So it depends on what. That's what you know. Not knowing that what the investors the, the Pacific mandate of a private equity or family office or venture capital or government funded. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know what I, 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 you know, f- for me, maybe, maybe it's quite simple because like, just like yourself as well, Alan, being, being there so long, you really, you really quickly know, for example, if you have a product or a service, you know who to approach and you know, who would, who would be the right person. So, so, the, the other thing is deep research deep 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 research um you have to um and i've been doing sales all my life before i get into this sure so sure. so maybe maybe that's why i kind of kind of um, don't see the challenge because the same way you sell you sell a product to a company and you present it as a value before you do that, you go and research and try to understand exactly what's their pain point points and so sure, on. Sure, sure. Well, it works. Yeah. It works the same. I, you know, I don't see any difference. See, Alan, we spoke a couple of times and you know I don't have experience in this field specifically. <laughs> and I, I still do not speak the same language. But what I understand is it's a business. People talk about opportunities. So everybody has some kind of pain. Everybody has is looking for solutions. Well... How, you know, yeah. How, yeah. No, I, I think your point, You could do research, if I take,
0: you know, what you say, I don't have an experience, hmm. you don't have an experience, but I think where you would come is your sales background and your understanding the deep research, because I, what I've noticed and the trend, what I've noticed a lot in the last few years is the venture capital companies are hiring the experts. So, for instance, the health tech, mm-hmm. they're hiring scientists, they're hiring physicians and PhDs and medical, you know, to help them in their bioscience investments you know that's that's in the deep tech if you look at some of the artificial intelligence and some of the people that are on the boards of the vcs or the the vc investors they're the they're the founders from software engineers or you know so it depends on the sector and i think the vcs have done that at least in private equity and venture capital i'm not sure about in family offices but that's who i would if i was them i'd be engaging people like you who understand the other side you know to the
1: yeah, that's correct. And, and, and then, and then there's, there's a team behind that helps, helps the clients or, or, or the other the other parties with analysis. And, and, and so we, we, we do have like, for example, ourselves, we do have people internally that, that do, you know, that are experts at, at, at fields for, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for example, our VP of business development, um, he sits in New York, uh, Mr. Salim, um, he's, he has a background in, in, in biotech and pharma, so
0: right, right, uh,
1: and then and then we complement each other's right. So so um, he analyzes what what he feels comfortable looking at, and I do my part, and and that's teamwork. So these companies, they joint efforts for us to provide the best service. That's why that's why I said, for, you know, the first advice you asked, hey, what, what would these companies need to do? well come yeah. to us first or companies like us you don't have to fly there uh, for, and 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 invest uh, into 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 that yet let's start by doing some research let's start by sure looking at the data that may help you set the good strategy from day one
0: you know there's a couple of other in your region there's a there was a hum dinner they're one of my podcast guests and they've got this rest for restaurants uh, takeout service again very similar Touchless uh, technology—you might—they're in your territory—and then, of course, Raza Jeffrey with 3D uh, cityscapes right in Toronto. You know, those are some tech startups and startups that uh, well, I don't know the—you know—what they need. And I'm not here to—I'm not here to pitch them. I'm here to tell you there's a lot of—and I look through my my podcasts. They could use services like yours, but I'm not the one to dictate that because I don't know. They, I, I, I should I should condition that and say if they they would be interesting to me if I was investor to find, you know, find out more about those companies. So maybe, you know, there's a lot I've managed to get a few tech startups in my, uh, in my uh, podcast list. And the only reason I say that is because, wow, because some of the conversations I have, yeah, we're funding raising or we've done fundraising, you know, and, and so, you know, there are different levels. So if I, you know, I can always introduce you or you can reach out to them, but I'm not here to pitch for them. I'm like, some of the stuff you've said really resonates and it really makes sense. The value, you've mentioned the value doing a deep dive because a lot of them do. A lot of them do do a deep dive into their, you know, their field. The PhD, one of, one of my podcast guests, CO2 energy, they're PhD students. They were together at U of C as PhD students and they, 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 they had a problem on their dissertation and they've now got
1: a commercial solution for that. Yeah. Um, so the, the one thing I'll tell you is first, I'd be delighted to connect with, with, with them. I, please <laughs> connect me cause, cause I would, you know, my goal, I said it clear is I want to help my fellow Canadians go and expand. So yeah. that, I have, I have my own goal on top of the fact that I work and I represent the private investment group as, as sure. coach business solution and coach business solution is a Canadian company that's expanding in Dubai. So Let's use that and use other companies like that. Support Canadian companies.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Seeing you know, as things come, I mean, certainly that I always, you know, look for if I can connect you. But, you know, so anything you want to give, you know, final words to startups? We've talked a lot. And what you're looking for, what do you think there are any final words to
1: uh, startups out there that may be listening to this podcast? Um. What, what if I ask you the last question instead? <laughs> so, so and, and the reason I'm saying that is because the same way we're helping uh, companies in North America expand and come, come with us on this amazing journey in the Middle East, um, I, I started to look personally for, for companies from the Middle East looking to come and expand here. Um, yeah. what, if, what if I have a few guests listening? What would we tell them? Alan?
0: Well, look, I mean, there's, uh, I, I, I don't see if they're looking to get their product out. I would say, you know, you, you've got to make sure. Well, first of all, I want to make sure that I would, I would say look, internally look at your own market. Have you, have you done all you can in your market before you, your own backyard? And this is something I've learned, not learned, but I've heard over the over the, dec- over the time is make sure you're, you're, you own your backyard before you start looking out. Because the grass always can look greener. But uh, companies should look internally first. Have they, have they done what they can? And are they winning their market? Are they winning in the Middle East? Are they winning in India before they start coming to Canada? And that's, you know, because it's easy for people to say, oh, I want to bring this to Canada. But uh, have you done, you know, where's your traction there? Because I think if I was an investor looking at a company coming in, is there a need for your product here? And if so, how is it doing in your country? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, not, I'm definitely not an expert, but I think if new products are going to come on the market, as you mentioned earlier about the value, right? Mm -hmm. It works like sales. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So yeah, I I would, no, so I would say, are they adding value? Can they add value? Is there a gap? Is there greener space? Is there some green space here or white space or whatever open space that, that, that isn't being met. And I think that's, that's true of any, any new product that, you know, Someone found a need for, you know, the, you said you found the need for the fundraising in Algeria to fill a gap looking for that. So that's what I would tell those, those investors or those companies out from the Middle East who want to do business here. But there's a lot to think about, right? It's easy to say, oh, I'll come to Canada. Uh, but what about your own backyard?
1: That's how I would frame that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And 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 most mo, most of them most of them definitely are thinking that way because they have matured. Um, and yeah. and you know the UAE is the local population is not even one million people, uh, including expats. They don't surpass seven million people. So
0: yeah, but if you take the Middle East, that's as, right. You got a quarter of a billion. You got two hundred fifty to three hundred million. You know, it's the, and 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 you know to me they should be closer to that market in terms of the language and culture and so whatever product is right whatever that product is i mean i had on my podcast a woman from olives literally she's the olive lady mm-hmm. she's the olive lady here in Cal- in calgary uh called, you know angela umbrick and that's she's bringing olives in from uh, you know from the mediterranean from from arizona but olives it's just a main mainstay When you're in the Middle East, right? So, but it's everywhere. Olive oil, all of you know, it's everywhere. You come into a dinner, you sit in the majlis, and there's a plate of olives, right? Mm. So it was for me. That's an easy one because it's not that prevalent in Alberta or in Canada, right? To have olives. Mm. So if I was in the Middle East, that's a good example because I had questions where she goes, "There are thousands of varieties of olives, (laughs) right?" Mm. So, so if, but then they got olive oils. So I'm just saying, like that. That's something they own. The Middle East people in the Middle East own that. That's you know right. what I mean? So, if, okay, okay, UAE, 3 million, 3.5 million. You say, Oh, well, that's the markets. But then you've got the Saudis, you've got the Bahrainis, you've got North Africa, Egypt, right? You've got common, you know, how are those people responding to your you know, your product or service? Yeah. Your, to your founders that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, so, um, like, like I, to end maybe... Um, for me at least i know i know the the <laughs> yeah. the way they enter these markets is, is yeah. through the same big big players like al futtaim al futtaim yeah. owns owns distribution channels in egypt and in That's algeria right. Right. and so on so so yeah t- for the region like i said dubai has been the the, the leading hub the business hub so That's right. so but 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 i guess i guess we we, we they need to explore the right strategies be, you know, once, once they reach to a status quo, maybe in their own backyard, they can, they can try to see how, yeah. Good advice.
0: So yeah, see, I, I think I really like this. This is good because look, it opens up and new. I had Slim on the, on the podcast Slim and I met uh, a couple of years ago in Dubai and you know, it, it's, this is opens up the door. We, you and I have had a chat offline now online and, and we can continue this uh, dialogue. This is great. Thank you for coming today from your from your home office in in Tor- you're in Toronto right Toronto correct yes I am So well Yasin this is uh, it's been a wonderful chat and uh, I appreciate the time you took and you've taken today to speak to uh, you know about your the coaching and and your covid experience and
1: I uh, we'll look forward to further dialogue Thank you very much thanks for the invite and thanks for our fellow Canadians uh, to listen to us
0: All right, man. Well, stay safe and we'll talk soon.
1: Take care. Thank you very much. Have a great evening.
0: You're welcome. Bye-bye.